What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Lisa Rants podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith. And today's episode, I am joined by Brianna Pollins of the Black Girl Can't Cook podcast. And let me tell you guys, she has easily become one of my favorite people on this planet. It's so crazy when you guys listen to this interview, you'll hear like how many just random things we have in common. And she's just such a expander for me when it comes to confidence and authenticity. And, you know, we talk about all of that today. And it's just such a great conversation. I really just love this interview. I feel like anyone listening will just feel like they're just involved in this like really cool conversation, very open, very honest, very vulnerable. And yeah, I'm just so glad that I was able to have this conversation with her and just connect with her overall because I just feel like I can learn so much from her and I think you guys all can too. So check out her podcast, check out her page. I'm going to have everything linked in the show notes. She is absolutely amazing and I can't wait to get into this. But before I'll st- I stop ranting, I'll stop ranting for you guys and just get into the interview. But, you know, this week, this Wednesday is the May virtual community circle Wednesday night, 7 p.m. I know I talk about it on every episode, but you guys have to come. If you guys enjoy this episode, you guys are definitely going to want to be a part of Wednesday's conversation. It's a very similar theme. We're talking about body image, beauty standards. I know you guys really liked that past episode, and I'm just really excited about this week's um, community circle. So it's not too late to sign up. Um, Just reach out to me on DM. All my information is in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get into this conversation with Brianna. And yeah, hope you guys enjoy. She's Lisa and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. Hello, I'm joined by Brianna from the Black Girl Can't Cook podcast. How are you? Hi, I am doing good. I'm so happy to be here. Good morning. Good afternoon. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. And it's actually this this interview is really funny because it's kind of a funny story how I like found you (laughs) and like (laughs) just the whole thing. So I want to like tell everyone who's listening because I first heard you on the We Met at Acne podcast like early quarantine. And I absolutely loved you on that. And I was like, who is this girl? Like, I'm just, I'm going to follow her on Instagram. And I found your Instagram like a creep and I was just creeping on you. And you had this, I think it was an Instagram story and you were like singing like Hannah Montana songs. And I was like, yeah, like this girl is like everything. (laughs) Like she's literally me. And I saw that like, we're both Scorpios, same age. Like just, there was just a lot that I was like, I just resonate with you. And I was like, you're cool as fuck. Like, I was like, I need to like (laughs) tell this girl that she's awesome. And I just messaged you and I was like, you're fucking cool. And I don't know, I felt weird, but I was just like, she's so cool. And I just felt like you were someone that, I don't know, I really wanted to have on the podcast, especially when you made your own podcast and kind of just hearing your story and like things that you've been through, because I still just feel like we have this like weird connection. Yeah. Connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. And isn't the interview, the internet, like a beautiful place. I mean, I know there's so much toxic and weird stuff happening, but like to find these connections and to meet people. And it's like, 
you know, me and you've never met in person, but I totally agree. We just resonate with each other. There's Mm -hmm. that connection, similar similarities, but also like total differences. And I was so like inspired by you because you had your own podcast. And I think we also touched up on that. We both listened to, to be magnetic. That's also a podcast. Bring that up. Yeah. And then too, I was like, oh, I'm like, I love this girl. And I was so inspired too. Cause I was like, oh, this is like an educated, smart, funny black girl with her podcast. And that kind of, that really inspired me to like go and do my own. Oh oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember seeing you that that was when I think I really was like, okay, I'm going to message her because I was in a to be magnetic live, like just watching. And I saw you comment in it and I was like, oh my God, like she knows Lacey too. Like, this is great. So yeah, it it was just crazy. Like the synchronicities. Seriously. And I was on, I was on Lindsay's podcast. We met at Acme and I actually Mm -hmm. was her intern and it was like the high. Yeah. I was her intern for a couple of years. And it was actually the height of, or the beginning of black lives matter and all the injustice last summer. And I know her audience is just white, young NYC upper class. And I was so thankful for her to have me on just for like that 30 minutes, just to bring any type of awareness, you know, Mm -hmm. just let them know what's happening because for so many people, not for us, it was such a shock last year. And it's like, it was the first time they came face to face with any type <laughs> yeah. of racism. I'm like, hello, <laughs> hello. And these are like upper, upper class, like Jewish people, Jewish, Jewish Americans and stuff. Right. And they were still so shocked, but mm-hmm. I love Lindsay so much. And I was so happy that I was able just to shed a light and not like in an aggressive way, not in just, in just like of where I'm coming from, you know? And mm-hmm. I hope that was great. Yeah, it was great. And like, I, I usually listen to her you know, podcast for like dating advice and all that stuff. And I just great podcast, really Mm -hmm. awesome. And then I just loved, you know, the episode when you came on and you really were able to like educate her audience in such a great way. And then even, I think you talked about your relationship and I don't know if we can get into that later. Absolutely. We'll get all into that. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, well, the main purpose of this episode, I just want to talk to you about your story of body image and just confidence, because I just feel like you exude so much confidence and I'm really still doing the work myself on just like, right now, honestly, I feel like the most comfortable I've ever been in my skin. Um, Like growing up, you know, I feel like you can relate just like just being black girl, dark skin. I had really bad eczema. I still have eczema. Um, I was actually really, really skinny, like underweight my whole life until like literally three years ago type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it was just a lot of just like not feeling like I fit in, went to private school, a lot of white girls. Absolutely. Um, you know, permed hair yeah. too. I, I went natural like 17 months ago. I mean, I still wear my hair straight, but I'm still kind of learning how to like. No, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, like literally yeah. everything you were saying, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. yes so yes. I'm like, you get oh me. My, that is so incredible. And yeah, there's so much we can relate on. I think where we, where do we come from? And growing up in Arizona, Chandler, small town, Mormon town, you know, just growing up, all of my friends were white and it was like circa 2000, 2002, 2010. And in that time it was, I was just the token black girl. I was only one of you and I didn't look like, I didn't feel beautiful. You know, all my friends were these tall, skinny white girls and I loved them. But then also like on TV, I was being modeled that too with Lizzie McGuire and Hannah Montana. And so my perception of myself was just really fucked. It was just fucked. And then growing up too, a lot of people would say that you're the whitest black girl. Like that was just a label that had just been glued on to me. And I don't think people realize how damaging those words can be, especially as young black girls trying to find our our identity ourselves and 
America as is. And I think being put those labels on, I really struggled. I really struggled with my identity. Like you, I had eczema too, growing up in Arizona, no like way. notorious. It's yeah. notoriously known for just having really bad water and dry water. So mm-hmm. I've, I also had a lot of skin problems and just, I was always taller than all my white friends and just, I developed quicker and mm-hmm. I, it was so hard to like want to fit in and go shopping at Hollister, but like not look the same way or not yes. fit into the oh, same pool. Hollister. Yeah. <laughs> Hollister, you know, like <laughs> the total suburban growing up life. Yeah. And then I think, I don't know. I just, I just grew, I had this idea of who I was and I didn't like myself. I just didn't like myself. And I think over the years and moving to New York, I was really able just to find myself and find my identity. But I think a lot of it is like, what is it? Nurture versus nature. It's like, where do you grow up and where you're surrounded by who you're surrounded with? And it can have a good effect, a positive effect, but ultimately I'm grateful. Like that is my story. And I love that you can relate to it too. Cause I, Lee, I really thought I'm like, I cannot be the only black girl. Like, like I'm not the only, like there's a million of us. There's some black girls in Wyoming who can relate and Mm -hmm. just, you know, we're not alone and we don't have to be given these labels just because society and friends and parents, like they want to put it on us. Like we don't have to wear those. Exactly. And I think that's so important because I think, again, even just like having the representation, it's just like, we need other black girls need to see that this is a very common experience. And I've actually been seeing that even just like on TikTok, just like a lot of, I just get these videos and just black girls just like really telling their experiences. I'm like, wow, like there are so many of us out there, like you just said, and it's just really important to like share those stories. So yeah, that's so amazing. Ooh, you'll have to send me some of those threads. Cause I yeah. think too, I don't know about why you started the podcast, the power of storytelling, mm-hmm. like every week you're talking to your audience, you're telling a story, a rant, yeah. um, and the power of storytelling and just like those women on TikTok. Yeah. The power of that. And just, again, a lot of people still think, you know, black people are all, all the same, same things same experiences. And we have to, it's, it's our job to break that, that mold and to tell our stories, you know, exactly. with courage and with love. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And I want to, I want to get deep with you for a second. So mm-hmm. When, how did you feel like your upbringing or like maybe lack of confidence, how did that manifest as you got older? And like, what was like the trigger to be like, all right, I need to change or like, I need to really heal this. Yeah. Well, it started young. I love that question. It started young. It manifested early. I growing up, I had locks and just like every other black girl, you love your mom. Shout mm-hmm. out to all the moms. Happy yes. mother's day. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like my mom's twin. And so growing up, I had these locks and just, it was right before I think I was going into junior high, seventh, eighth grade. I was like, mom, I have to get rid of my hair. Like I had been bullied. The kids were called me T-Pain, make jokes, like just Insane. awful things. And at that age, like the boys weren't like talking to me. They weren't like tagging me or all my friends were getting the attention and it started young. And I thought it's my hair. Like, what am I seeing? Oh, like black girls have to have straight hair. Like this is the look I will fit in. I'll, it'll all make sense, you know? Mm -hmm. And so definitely before junior high, I was like, mom, I have to. So we started relaxing my hair. She, I I love my mom. And I think she saw that my confidence and self-esteem was just, it was evaporating. So she's like, all right, this can make you happy. We'll do it. Yeah. So from seventh grade to last year, about like 11, 12 years, I relaxed my hair and I really believed like I would be beautiful, like in standard, in society's eyes and my friend's eyes. Oh, going into high school, like the boys eyes, the upperclassmen. Like I just believed that. And even when I moved to New York at 19, I still 
every two weeks would go to the salon, fry my hair. Like I just, it was ingrained in me. Like I am only beautiful with straight hair and I don't know, shopping at forever 21 and Zara, like that's how it manifested. Mm -hmm. And two, I didn't like what I saw. Like I didn't like what I saw in the mirror and I knew that was something wrong. Like that's that's how that can manifest too. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, how can like I go out with all my friends and be happy and confident, like see them happy and confident. But then I look in the mirror and I, I hate my skin. I don't like my nails. Like I don't look like that self-hatred can just be so damaging really at one point. Like you have to just do the work, the shadow work, the inner child healing work. And I had to learn like where all the messages came from. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. where did these messages and things come from? Because getting back to like who I was at four or three or just being young and you know, when we don't care, we're just have, we're girls in our body, like playing in the dirt on the field. I was like, I just felt so rich and pure in my body and none of the appearances mattered. So mm-hmm. I think I really tried to focus on like having a good soul and a good spirit. And then the yeah. whole body stuff and all that stuff that came later. And that's a whole other thing to tackle, you know, <laughs> I know. but I it think, doesn't stop. Like it doesn't <laughs> stop. And that's a whole other journey. But I think to start, like I had to look at where it was manifesting, like all this self-hatred and the messages. Cause that wasn't really me. Like as a Scorpio, Mm. you know, we're confident, we're strong. Yeah. Like the tenacity, like Mm -hmm. somewhere I had lost it. And I really just tried to blend into society, my white community to fit in because I thought that's what I had to do. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot too, because um, like I'm a Leo rising, like I love to be a star, you know, Go go off. and even doing like a lot of, have you done Lacey's to be magnetic work? I haven't. I only do the podcast. I'm like, have you done the work? Yeah. You should really get into it. Should I get into it? I'm Okay. If you've done it, I might do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I've met like really good friends, like in the community and stuff. So yeah, I'll, I'll put you on after, but um, (laughs) anyways, like doing like her programs and inner um, her, sorry, the inner shadow work and the inner Mm -hmm. child work. I realized like I was able to tap into memories of just like being eight years old and just like being in the middle of a crowd and just dancing to Usher and like just being like this girl. And it had, I lost that along the way, you know, cause it was just like so much programming of people being like, Oh, you're too much. You're, you're great. Sit down. Like, you know, you're not pretty enough. You can't even dance. What are you like? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I wanted to have like the Lisa show. I wanted to be Oprah when I was little, you know, when it was just like, (laughs) Oh no, you have eczema. So you can't be on TV. Like, Oh, you're, you're this, you're not pretty enough. Like all this programming really held me back from all this stuff that I wanted to do. And it took me until like my adulthood to be like, no, like I'm going to, I'm going to make this lane for myself. I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to make silly TikToks. I'm going to put myself out there because now like I'm just doing the work and it's been able to really manifest in my life and just like bring such positive. And can I ask you, do you feel, do you feel free? Like in, in like a sense in yourself, like, yeah. you, like there's a sense of freedom. And two, I know as like the year it's been, especially as a black woman and like the attack on us, yeah, I still take the time just to feel my spirit feel free. And like you said, like when you do the work and yeah, you just, you want it to be Oprah when you were six. Like you get, you get back to your authentic self yes. and your authentic love. And you're just, you're on fire. Like it just, yeah. And that's you're magnetized. What really, mm-hmm, that's what I'm really tapping into right now. Like I feel so much closer to my authentic self now than ever. And I think that's what I really was really drawn to you because I was like, 
I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like you're completely in your worth and authenticity. Like, absolutely. Like, Abs- yeah. I, I absolutely feel that. one. Thank you. And yes, I feel that now it's not to say like, I don't get funks and moods. Oh yeah. Definitely course. have some mental it's health. Journey. It's a yeah. journey, but in my worth and in my like authenticity, oh, I'm at it in a thousand. And Wait, how did you get there? Like how? Because <laughs> that's why I'm shocked that you didn't do like the actual work. Like, well, yeah, I mean, no, I'm sure I, you did I'm the like work. A, yeah. You did your own work, but you know, just yeah. Like, how did you get yeah. there? I just think you know what? I had to get really quiet with myself, and it was 2020, pen the pandemic, and mm-hmm. cut off from friends. I have family all the way on the west. Like just. And even moving in with my partner, who I love is amazing. I still had to find time to get quiet with myself and like to get face to face with those demons and like that shadow aspect and to really, I think to like honor it, like, Mm -hmm. okay, so it's okay that, yeah, you used to like steal and be a liar when you were like six to 10 and did (laughs) shitty stuff. Like, that's okay. Or it's okay that like you were like chronically masturbating from like 20 to 23 because you didn't want to lose your virginity. Like that's, I know I had to get really quiet with myself and just accept my shadow. Like, I feel like there's a duality in all of us. Yeah. And at one point, like the darkness will take over your life and control your life or the ego. Mm. And I really wanted to live like a life, like you said, of just like being in my worth and abundance and love. But I had to like, be honest with myself. And Mm. I had to find out too, a lot of people, they don't want to do that. Like, do you know any people that want to like go sit in a room for an hour and be quiet with themselves? Like can do that comfortably? Yeah. No, (laughs) no. And exactly. And I think too, it's hard because you don't like what you see. I mean, it's the shadow for that reason, or it's the dark, it's the duality in us all. Mm -hmm. But I think when you're honest with it and you kind of give it space, that's where love builds. And, you know, and that's where I can be like, oh, well, I loved myself, you know, when I was 16 and, you know, puking in the bathroom, just as much as I love myself now who can like eat healthy meals and cook and dance on TikTok and be in my worth. I really think I got there by self-compassion and honoring Mm. all aspects of my life or myself. You know, some people, it's still so hard to like show yourself love in those parts you don't like, but then like, how can you be out there looking for love in a relationship when you don't even love yourself? And I hate to be on that, like (laughs) rhetoric, but it's really like, you have to, and I think Beyonce famously said in Vogue, like you have to learn how to mother yourself and like Mm -hmm. love yourself. And that's how I really got there. I, that was kind of a tan- a ramble, but no, I, well, you're on Lisa Rants. We got to do it. No, yeah. <laughs> that's but, how I did it. Yeah. yeah. No, that was so powerful what you just said, because I think for myself, I really struggle with self-compassion and I, I hold myself to like this standard and just like, like I didn't even realize until like working with like my spiritual coach and just like doing this work. I was like, I had rejected so many parts of myself. Like there was an, I was carrying that over into my friendships, relationships, just in my life. And like, it was coming back at me, you know, it was like, it was the things that I rejected about myself. I was obviously attracting people who rejected it about me. Is it energy like insane? It was crazy. And when I made that connection, I was like, fuck, like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And, um, I think that's powerful what you said, how you were able to really work through all of that, because I'm sure now you just feel like, a completely different person and you're just having completely different experiences completely not I I do and I feel like like a Scorpio and I've yeah. done like the reading there's a lot of death and rebirth death and rebirth oh, yeah. death mm-hmm. and rebirth constantly and <laughs> I've had to like come to terms with like you know life 
is painful. Like, yeah, there's just pain in it, but finding like the beauty in myself. And like you said, self-compassion is a journey, especially as black women, like mm-hmm. even with my mom, who's like a grown woman, I have to be like, mommy, like slow down and show, like show yourself some self-compassion, like just taking that second and yeah. a lot of just reprogramming. It's, it's, it's difficult, but you have to get quiet with yourself. And then I think you see all, all like the doors open and you, everything appears and you're able to like, oh, this is actually what I really want. This is what's in my heart. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. And then you just, I feel free. I feel very free in myself and yeah. my body. And yeah, it's just a lot of work, you know, you have to do, but it doesn't mean it can't be done. And it doesn't mean you can't get to the place of just total self-love. Like that's what my podcast is for. It's like, mm-hmm. I want women to be uplifted and full of self-love, whether they've come from like self-harming experience experiences, you know, self-abusive relationships, like whatever, like you can still find the space to heal and to fully love yourself and show up for yourself. Yeah. And that's why I love your podcast too. Cause you are so open and honest. And, and I think that's what we really need as well. And I think as women, especially like you said, as black women, it's, it's so hard to just be ourselves because we're just so much society and programming of like how we should be, you know, just all the aspects of what make black women, black women are just rejected so much in society. Yeah. So it's easy to want to be like, Oh, I want to be, you know, you, you, we, we teeter against wanting to be more to like the European standards of beauty and all this mm-hmm. stuff, because it's just like, that's what's being fed to us all the time. But I think, like you said, learning and that having that self-compassion really just like looking in the mirror and like being like, okay, I love what I see. It's just, it's so beautiful. And it- It's so beautiful. And I know like some people say that's so hard. How do you do that? But it's like, just start plain and simple. Like every day I try to spend five minutes with myself, like naked in the mirror, just checking in with myself. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, how are you? How'd you sleep? Like, I feel like as two as black women, we don't even have time to check in with ourselves or women Mm -hmm. period. Like, when are you checking in with yourself? When are you just asking, how are you doing? And I really think we need to rest and regroup. Like we deserve that, you know, our Mm -hmm. ancestors, our family, like we didn't get to be here. So yeah, exactly. Like you said, it's 2021. Why the F am I going to still listen to European beauty standards, um, New York hip hop rap standards? Like, fuck that. Like I'm going to be who I want to be. And if that is like listening to Hannah Montana and crying (laughs) and eating bonbons on a Wednesday, like I'm going to do it. And I'm going to feel empowered because that's who I am. Like we shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to be, I feel like so much too, they want to put us in a box and I'm not, I'm not here to be in anyone's box. And I feel like when you pin in your own box, you, again, it's like that liberation. You just, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm never going in a box again. And I have to help as many other women and people to get out of the box and to be free. Yeah. Yeah. And again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I didn't even realize it, you know, I didn't even realize how much I was playing small or, um, the parts of myself that I rejected just because I was like, oh, I need to be this way to, for validation, to receive love. Like that shit is not true. Like, and I'm just like, Lisa, do whatever the fuck you want. Like all of my interests, even though they might not be cool or they might be weird to some people, like who gives a fuck? And I don't know. It's just really empowering. Like I'm finally on this wave. And I want to know from you, like, what was the, did you have any specific things you did? I mean, I know you just kind of mentioned doing like some mirror work, but Mm -hmm. are you, okay. So some things that I did when getting nature, oh my God, last Mm. year and the part with, you know, getting quiet with yourself. Yeah. 
wow, nature is healing. Like just being, I was born and raised in Arizona for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And although I do think that like contributed to having like a good mental health kind of, and like being in the sun in the desert, uh, moving to New York and just the greenery and the nature and trying to get out in, in it as much as possible that's been really healing and, yeah. you know, getting off, <laughs> yeah, just trying to find green hike, even if it's just to walk, like get out in nature more and just, just be, or even have like dates at a park or something. I just love being in nature and green. That's one of the beauties about living in New York. Mm-hmm. Also, I think getting to know like myself and my body. So yeah, the naked mirror talks, body talks, but also like you know, masturbating, like, how do I want to be loved? What like makes me come? How do I want to be touched? You know, the love languages really just understanding how I work. So then, you know, Mm -hmm. I can give that to myself and then, you know, tell it to others, friends, partners, et cetera. But, um, and then just doing a lot, a lot of podcasts. I love to be magnetic Lacey's Mm -hmm. podcast. I love just, I love like having my mind change, like, you know, having these, being a Scorpio, I'm a fixed sign, kind of stubborn. And I love like being able to like expand my thoughts about what's possible and just lots of podcasts. There's also this great doctor. I think he's Gwyneth Paltrow's psychiatrist. Um, Mm. Dr. Barry Michaels, he has a great book and that's just about finding your energy. And like, it's the tools, like learning how to live a fulfilling life and just I feel like a lot of us forget that we are the creators of our life. Like, yes, I'm a Christian woman. I believe in God, but also free will and the power to create the life you want. And -hmm. that's so interesting. I love that you said it's crazy energy. Like the things that you reject, like they will, they will pop up. They were, they will circle back to you. Mm -hmm. And I think just, um, finding time to get quiet, touching myself, learning what I love about my body and just listening. I, I also started my podcast too, because yeah. I want to listen. Like, I really want to just try to zit it out and just listen. And with that, you know, that is expanding my thoughts in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's how I've kind of gotten there. But yeah, Yeah. just really, I think women need to be comfortable with looking at ourselves and we're not, you know, sometimes I'll get out the shower and I'll be naked, the body oil, and I will see like cellulite or roll. And that thought will be so disgusting, awful. And then I'll just take off the towel and I'll just stay with myself there and I'll, yeah talk to myself because those mm-hmm. thoughts, I can't let those thoughts control me. Like I'd still be, you know, who I was and I don't want to play small. Yeah. And I think I remember you saying in your podcast, something along the lines of like, just being able to like, thank your body, like just for, you know, just being healthy. Like we don't even, we're, it's such a temple that we need to like really respect and honor. And I feel like when you look at it like that, you won't be able to like look in yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and just say these awful things about yourself because you're you're able to really honor your body and just feel thankful for it. And Absolutely. Too. And you're um I think you said you're in Aquarius moon and rising. Yes. Oh my god. I'm in Aquarius moon and rising. And for the longest time, girl, I thought I was a stag rising, so that like had me all. Oh, I know I'm Britney Spears in my heart. <laughs> um, but no, I'm actually like a double Aquarius, and I have Scorpio like all in my 10th house. Like, and I have Scorpio mm. like everywhere in my chart. So I really yeah. identify. Are you as a Venus two. Scorpio too? Ooh, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a Venus Scorpio, but Me my too. Mars is in Leo. So like, I love so is mine. stop. I swear to God. That makes 
God. I'm freaking out. That's, That's so crazy. Weird. I know. Wait, listeners, too, and Mars is like your action sign, like how yeah. you thrive, how you. And so a lot of my girlfriends are Leos. I love Leo women. Yeah, I love that energy, <laughs> that drive. I realize <laughs> I follow so many Leo women on Instagram. Like Leo season happens. It's like everyone's birthday. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like <laughs> Everyone's. You literally, yeah. even like J-Lo and Whitney Houston. Everyone yeah. is a Leo, the Queens, <laughs> yeah, the Queens. Exactly. Oh, so that's so interesting. So I feel like you're like Aqu- Aquarius, like traits really help you. I feel like they give you that, like push to really just be yourself. Cause that's really what the, that Aquarius energy is about too. Yeah, so I and think that helps. They say too, it's like a lot of like weirdness. And I think it, I love it too. Cause it's big on community, you know, since being young and being in sports and just, I've always been like a girl's girl and loved girlfriends because I grew up with two brothers. Um, That's also very Aquarian. I love community. I want to build and I want to like think outside the box. I feel like, you know, we are in the age of Aquarius and so many systems and stuff as we're seeing are falling apart. Like so Mm -hmm. many ideologies, so many like yeah. We're in like a real shift. It's change. all shifting. Yeah. It's all <laughs> shifting. And I'm here for it too. Mm-hmm. And also like on Instagram, I feel like it's so saturated and I want to be following people who are authentic and have a voice and are speaking and using their voice. So Same. I just think, yeah, we're at a really shifty time and yeah, double Aquarius, sun and Scorpio. And I think my life is going to come to fruition because of my planetary. Oh, it's definitely so impacted. Yeah. Oh, that's What's so your moon and rising? Um, Virgo moon, Leo rising. Yes. yes, The Virgo moon, love, hate relationship. She kills me, but she helps me a lot, but she helps you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think like, that's where a lot of that self-criticism comes from, like that Virgo moon in me and like the perfectionism. And I've really had to work through that in the last year, especially and just kind of realizing like this perfectionism doesn't really do shit for me. It, it makes me really sad. Like it, <laughs> like, it makes me sad and it doesn't yeah. work. And doesn't I love work. that you touched up on that because too, with like start starting my podcast and like, even before, like I get to do an interview, like, oh my God, like a little whisper of that imposter syndrome will come up and it's getting quieter. It is. Yeah. I'm doing the work, but like, it'll still come up and you got to just, mm-hmm. it's like the self-criticism You have to take it with a grain of salt and just put love back into it. Like be more kind, be like, well, actually, what if you do exceed? What if you do have a great episode and a beautiful day and everything works out? Like as soon as that thought comes in, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm happy that you're working on that perfectionism because I see it. We all struggle with it. We all struggle with it. And it's just a thing you got to work at. You got to work at. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think now I've been able to like take leaps that I've never been able to, because I was like, nope, everything has to be perfect before I get to that point. You know, I started like my virtual community circle, which I really want you to come. Um, I can't wait. Month. No, I cannot wait to join. I will. Yes. yes. I'm so, so excited. Well, cause we're actually taught, well, you, you need to come this month because it's like, it's literally about body image, like right before hot girl summer. Like I want to talk to everyone about perfect. Yeah. So that'll be perfect. And you can like speak to us all, but um, yeah, I just think like, it's more, it's so important that, um, I don't know, it all has to do with programming, right. Too. And like just the limiting beliefs that we have of just like feeling we can't do something. We're not good enough. Like we're not, we're not there yet. We're not perfect yet. And I was like, okay, who gives a fuck? Like, I'm just going to try, like, I'm just going to put myself out there. And it's been so rewarding. And I'm just like, why have I just been like trying to be perfect this whole time? <laughs> And even in, I want to kind of segue into like dating and like love life too. Cause yes. I feel like I can learn a lot from you there. <laughs> Cause it's something I talk about a lot of my podcasts of just like my whole journey. And just like, like, I've been like pretty much like chronically single. Like I've 
I've I had like one little boyfriend in high school but no like real boyfriends a lot of just like situationships dating experiences but just like Mm -hmm. nothing I can relate to you yes I can relate to you so I want to hear like your story about with your man because I feel like I have to work on I didn't realize my spiritual coach was like Lisa you're emotionally unavailable and you were attracting emotionally unavailable men and I was like how am I emotionally unavailable like I cry all the time like I'm so (laughs) in touch with my feelings and she's like no like you're not vulnerable you're not authentic in your dating experiences I was like fuck like I did not even make those connections and so I, I want to hear from you because I feel like, I feel like you're someone who's so, like I said before, in your worth, authentic. Do you think that helped attracting your partner? Yes, 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 yes. I think girl dating period, that'll just help you attract one. I can definitely relate to you. I didn't have a boyfriend, never been kissed literally all the way to 20. And then, mm. well, I moved to New York at 19. I was done with Arizona. Nothing was happening. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you feel like New York helped your growth process or like being a hundred and million and 10%? Yes. I kind of like it out. Kind of not. I had to like leave (laughs) the little community I was in. And I just, I didn't like see my life there. I saw my friends joining sororities and coming back to the same small town and like having babies. I just knew there was something else out there for me. I had a family in New York and like God, the voice was like, just go literally found an apartment, like within a week, I stayed there, lived on my own $400 a week in a brownstone, Clinton Hill. It was like the dream for six years until the pandemic Yeah, um, (laughs) with dating and everything moved to New York at 19, did not start dating till like 23. It was, I just turned 23 and I was just over it. I was like, I just want to lose my virginity. I just want to have sex. I just something I was at my breaking point because I don't know. I found with just being who I am, like, I just would get a lot of stares, lots of stares and lots of cat calls. Like no guys mm-hmm. have ever approached me. Um, and then this was like dating apps were of course just taking off or everyone was on them, but yeah, I was still like in the, I want to, it's New York. I'm going to meet my guy at Whole Foods on the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I did not, the apps were so, uh, yeah. but lost my virginity late. And I want to say there's nothing wrong with being a late bloomer. I feel like so many women have such shame, even like women in their thirties still haven't had a boyfriend. Like, yeah, it, take your time and enjoy your process. Everyone's journey is like just different. No one's is going to look the same. Mm-hmm. And that's something I also had to get over. Cause I was so insecure and not in my worth. Cause I was just so jealous. I'm like, all my friends have these boyfriends and like, they're going to get engaged and like mm-hmm. and it's New York. Like I just was yeah. not with it. So I eventually started feeling you haven't experienced something that everyone else has. Right. And how can you not feel, feel left out? And then look at the stuff we're, we're watching since we're five, like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, definitely such a mind fuck. And I definitely started dating, got on all the apps and I just ultimately started having fun. I thought like dating is fun. Like I was never like, oh, use these guys for a free meal, but like I was Mm -hmm. in my worth. And so like girlfriends, they'd be on the apps. We'd all be on the apps and like, guys, I'd see like men treat them differently and stuff. And I just feel like energetically wise, like I just knew like not to tolerate bullshit or any type of like wish. And maybe because I'm a Scorpio and I can like see people like, like just Mm -hmm. very, I can like see people and and very intuitive. Mm -hmm. And I just, always like knew my worth. I think too, because maybe I waited so late and I had seen mm-hmm. on TV, my girlfriends in junior high, high school, like I'd seen the fuckery of just the boys and just yeah. 
the kind of mind. Yeah, it was, it was weird too, because it's like, I always like, same thing. I felt like I had a lot of self-worth of like how to not be treated poorly, but I didn't have enough self-worth to feel like I deserved the type of partner I was looking for. So it was like this weird thing of like, I had never been like in a horrible situation or treated really badly, but I had, I'm still, I still just was not attracting like that loving relationship that I actually wanted. So it was like very strange. <laughs> it's so strange. Yeah. And then again, of course, then you have to look at yourself. Cause then yeah. at 1.2 and you guys, I definitely struggled from severe daddy issues. She's overcome. She's Same. grown, but definitely, oh my God, like that just put like a stamp on my dating. And then two, from what I'd seen, so this is my game plan started on the dating apps and like I was like dating old. I like an older man. Mm-hmm. It's just the vibe. I don't know. I fucking loved Matthew McConaughey when I was five. That nigga was 40, like older <laughs> men, older men, older men. And also like, I think too, like and in therapy, just looking back, like I saw like how my friends were treated by these guys. And, you know, growing up in high school and like mm-hmm. the leaking of sex and like then being in New York, like the fuck boy standard, him sleeping yeah. with your best friend, then you like, yeah, I like, just, that's like, crazy, crazy. <laughs> and like, I just saw between it. So I was like, okay, the dating apps are between like 40 and no, like probably like 35 and like 40 or 50 something. Like I just like wanted older, sophisticated, someone wow, yeah. more established too, because sexually, like I, I just like lost my virginity. I really mm-hmm. didn't no things and like I was not like orgasming with partners yet so I just was like an older man will like teach me and show me the way but <laughs> yeah. also that's a lot of like toxic daddy issues blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> but I think at one point I really just started having fun with dating and eventually I turned that age gap down to like 30 to like 39 and I just enjoyed dating I was like my mm-hmm. therapist told me like when you're in a relationship like you get to learn about yourself like whether it ends or whatever, like you learn so much about you and your actions. And I think once I stopped like trying to look and make every single guy the one or whatever, like after a date, things just kind of happened. Organic- <laughs> right? I'm like, this has to be a Scorpio trait. Like after the first day, just- <laughs> it's our Venus. It's our Venus. Right. Girl, <laughs> like insane. And once I just really like let go and kind of like took, like now looking back date, the last time I was dating, it was just so much fun. Like it was just casual yeah. and oh, the possibility of it could be him, but if not, mm, whatever, or yeah. it's awful date, whatever. The detachment is important. Deta- so important, mm-hmm. so important. And I think that's how I was able to build like the self-worth. Cause like I knew what I wanted and I knew what I wouldn't tolerate. And right. it's just a balance. I don't know. I feel like now looking back, like being a late bloomer helped so much. Cause I wasn't in the the mess of it. Cause dating's hard. Love is hard. Like mm-hmm. I've seen my friends and, and just women like get hurt and like fucked up by men emotionally yeah. and, and like physically. And yeah. that's just something I always wanted to protect for myself being mm-hmm. a Scorpio and just like seeing what, like I watched my whole life, like all like the reality mm-hmm. shows, all the things of what love is. Like I kind of yeah. like had just this unrealistic way. And I really wanted to protect that for myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's what I did. Yeah. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with like waiting for what you feel like you deserve too. And I think that's where it gets kind of tricky where people feel like so much pressure to, you know, just like be in any type of relationship just to say that they're in a relationship. And it's like, no, you know, and I think that is the one thing I'm proud of myself that I just never just like 
got into a relationship with someone just because even though I really want it it was just like no it's not worth it (laughs) yeah no and there's so much power in that too because again you are not self-abandoning yourself and to like I don't know there's like a there's like a fine balance you have to walk. Then I remember being so toxic and like dating younger guys, but like literally girl, my contact would be like John fuck boy. Um, Ed fuck boy. Like just being so toxic and like Scorpio about it <laughs> and also having fun. Cause it's like New York city, you're out dating and drinking mm-hmm. bars. Like it's a fine line. You have to like, again, not abandon yourself. Don't just get in any relationship just cause, and just you know, I think too, what helped me, I started dating myself. Like I would take myself Mm. on dates, like go to the movies, go to central park. Like I would just spend a lot of time alone and just kind of, I think manifested. That's what I want to do with my partner. And that's what I type of relationship I want to cultivate, you know? Mm. So that definitely helped. Yeah. So can you tell us your love story? Like, Oh yeah. So, okay. So I was, we met on Bumble and okay. People in New York, Bumble is like hit or miss. There's like a lot of bots, yeah. a lot of bots, but I yeah, it's like, def- I like, love the you- filters on Bumble, but it's like, I just don't love it. <laughs> I know. Ew. I hate the filters, but I know in Bumble, some women are like, well, like that's so aren't they when Vince was to make the first move and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. I think if you're dating, just get on. All, get on like two to three apps like definitely yeah. don't overdo it but you want to be out there and dating and that's the fun of it again have yeah. fun with it so I met my partner on Bumble and it was so funny the first the guy I dated previously I had like thought again on my Scorpio I'm like oh, he's the one he went to Princeton he's like 30 mm-hmm. didn't happen and I had swiped me and my boyfriend had swiped and we were like kind of talking but like then we weren't and then eventually he like came back into town. I was like, oh, let's like hang out. Let's go on a date. And he blew me off the first night. He like said he was like sick and like was watching Star Trek. I'm like this. But I didn't really care because, again, I had a rotation. You're de- like, yeah. again, d- detachment. And two, yeah. you haven't met the person. So, again, I'm not going to throw all these things. But we met on Bumble. And yeah, we had our first date. And it was definitely at this beautiful Greek restaurant we still go to today. And it was just interesting. He is a white man and no one had ever like asked me such like thoughtful and like wonderful questions. Like Mm. sometimes being a black woman dating white guys, a lot of like stereotypical and a lot of them sometimes think they're dating like the black porn hub girl version. And that does not exist. That is not something I'm going to wear. Like Mm -hmm. dating in New York can be tricky if you're dating like different um, races and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But Dustin yeah, was like, I, I was actually thinking about this too. Like, I feel like some some experience I've, experiences I've had, it's like they put you in a box of what they think like dating a black woman is supposed to be like. And like, I'm like, yes. no, I love how you, I'm like, I'm not going to wear that. Like, I'm just me. Like, yes, I'm just me. Fuck. I don't need to like listen to Cardi B and I don't care about Birkins and just, yes, yeah, it's like this yes. weird, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, girl, I'm like, so it's definitely like my dating experience in New York was feeding that shit out. And like, I have yeah. so many great stories because it's just, and that's another reason why I didn't date younger because it was a lot of that skewed ideology. And I'm like, no, how are we like in the same generation? And you think like that, no, 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 no yeah. not about it. But mm-hmm. um, I met my partner and it was like a slow burn. We definitely both um, 
um, not emotionally unavailable. What'd you say? Definitely. Definitely. Because like, I would not sleep over. We definitely were intimate, but I would not sleep over. Mm-hmm. I'd always be like in an Uber by like three or two <laughs> then get up for work at seven. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a slow burn. And then like three months in, he's like, well, I'm going away for a while. Do you want to come? And he was going to Singapore for two weeks and Bali for three. And okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like 24. I'm like falling in love. And a lot of my friends were understanding, but like some weren't and some were like mean about it. But ultimately, like I've always done, I just like trusted like my gut and my intuition. And like, I've known since the first date, like this is just such a kind, nice, thoughtful man. And he's like not 50. I think he's like 37 then. Mm -hmm. And I, there was just something about like his spirit that was so soft and nice. And he's a Pisces, which I'd never like, I know, which I'd heard so much like water signs need water signs. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Girl, you know, the roller, yeah. <laughs> roller coaster in a day, <laughs> just yep. very watery. Mm-hmm. And so when I told my mom about him, it was so funny. Like, this is like my first boyfriend, first guy I'm dating. And I was going to go away like internationally with him. So I told her about it. She like sent him this wild email, like, be careful with my daughter. Do not sell her <laughs> off, she the dark, off the dark web. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and yeah, I went, I went with him. We totally fell in love. He's really inspired me with like my food journey and my cooking journey. And he's a Capricorn moon and rising. So it's, oh def- my God. Wow. Right. That's so amazing. it's definitely like, I've had to shift the perspective of like work, dedication, um, efficiency, and just like being like rational and grounding like as a Scorpio that's yeah I feel like he like with his cap he like grounds you and you kind of like bring him out of his yes, shell with your ex- Aquarius exactly like- yes and just like my authentic rattiness like great self <laughs> and I think too like I wasn't like looking I think we were just kind of dating to date and even after the trip we took it was just so I recommend when you're dating someone go on a trip with them like even before mm. going away with him to Singapore and Bali. We went to Six Flags. I'm like, before I go anywhere internationally with you, I need to like see how we do like at amusement park. Like, yeah, what's up? The snacks. Be like, how do you act? Wait, why is that park? one of like my dream dates? I just think that'd be so fun. Like, it's so fun. You have to, <laughs> you have to. And two, it's like, I think too, when you're dating or when you're following in love, mm-hmm. you want to like be able to like love each other's like inner child and like mm-hmm. love that younger version of themselves and let them yeah. play with that version of themselves because you know, this day and age in the world moving so fast, you want to be like your most authentically loved childlike self. And I think when you can find that in like a grounding, respectful, loving, healthy relationship, it just, it blossoms. And so like, yeah, our love definitely blossomed. Fast forward to pandemic 2020. Oh my God, girl. So it's March. Yeah. New York literally was Insan- insanity, but I'm, I pack my bags in Brooklyn, like a Lululemon toe. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> just going to stay with him two weeks. Yeah. Like no work, no babysit. Like everything is shut down and just mm-hmm. da, 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 da. did I think I would be here for like a year plus? No, <laughs> no. And it's like mid September. He definitely asked me, he's like, Hey, you need to move in here. Like, I love you. We are just going to be together. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot like last year, I'll be honest, was challenging. I had to really work through a lot of my daddy issues and things. Cause it's so funny when you're in a relationship, like you wind up mirroring things or like, and they bring up stuff that you don't want to see, or that you don't think you're capable of, but no, you yeah. see it, these are your actions. These are, this is what you're doing like every day in the mm-hmm. house. And so I really had to do some deep inner work and 
last year was so life-changing and groundbreaking, but it brought us so much closer together. And yeah, that's, that's the love story, pet on Bumble. And I just think it takes time. Like I really thought like every relationship is just perfect and you know, but it takes time. And I think like even Will and Jada said it, like she found out shit she didn't know about Will. Like after that long, like you're always learning and you're always just so surprised and engaged. I think when you find the right person and life is fun with them, like you literally just can't, I mean, I know the pandemic has been stressful and devastating for everyone, but I have found so much love and just happiness with my person. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. It makes me like smile. And (laughs) I feel like you're such a, as Lacey would say, like an expander for me. And just like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like I just found you for a reason. And I yeah, just no. And it's, I love it too. And definitely I will, I want to like help you with your dating. Just, I think <laughs> you're such a great soul. Definitely just have fun. And mm-hmm. I would tell all your listeners just to like, just try to find some detachment, like know that you, you are the prize, but like, just have some fun. Like, don't take it so seriously. And yeah. when you do that, you like allow life to surprise you. Like even mm-hmm. thinking about on my first date, I did not think like this person would be like, the one or like my everything, but like little things. Oh my God. Of course. I'm like, no shit. He was, but Mm -hmm. you have to let life surprise you and like be open. You really have to be open. And two, like, no, no is the strongest, most powerful word. It really Mm -hmm. is. And just, I think a lot of it is trusting your gut and your intuition. You can't listen to what your friends are doing or whatever, because I think when I was falling in love and I was, you know, late about, I was like 24, I found a lot of my friends projecting stuff and I'm like, you're not mm. even in this relationship. And I know you've had this and that. And you like, you have to just be very self-aware and yeah, protect what you love and let life yeah, surprise you. Exactly. And just learning to love yourself along the way. So that's Abs- so and date yourself, date yourself. Cause you, then you'll know how to, how you want to be dated. It's just, mm-hmm. even if you're in a small town, a big town, like just date yourself. Exactly. I'm so happy. Thank you so much, Brianna, for coming on my podcast. I loved talking to you so much. I love, I, you too. I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. I cannot wait to join your community circle. Yes. Um, no, you're definitely an expander for me. Like, I think what you've started is so great and I'm so happy we're friends yeah, and too. I'll definitely have to have you, you on it. my podcast. Yes. I can't wait. So can you tell everyone where to find your podcast, where to follow you, all the things? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys can follow me at black girl can't cook on Instagram, on TikTok. I have a YouTube channel. You can see me and the boyfriend, all of our misadventures in New York. <laughs> um, and then you can follow me on IG at black girl can't cook too. And on Twitter, all platforms and stream my podcast, wherever you download podcasts, it's on body image, cooking and self-love. And I'm just really here to inspire and uplift all women. We talk about mental health, eating disorders and love and life. Yes. Awesome. You guys, you have to check out her podcast. It's so good. And I thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye.